You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Oh. And uh, this week, uh, I feel like it's almost the end of the year, because we're going to try and uh, throw a whole bunch of movies out yeah. at the same time, which uh, we really don't normally, normally do. Normally, right. But uh, we got, I don't know, we got uh, some stuff, things backed up and whatever, uh, including the fact that I finally saw Cocaine Bear, which, uh, yes. you know, it just, uh, I actually wanted to see it. It, yeah. it, it was in this weird space uh, where not a lot of movies fall, where I actually really wanted to see it. It just never was quite enough of a priority and there was always uh you know the other thing to see that week or that day or the yeah. you know the movies uh through screeners and everything or you know whatever it was uh but that rarely happens if i want to <laughs> if i actually kind of want to see something yeah and you know i'm good to, but it was you know, I hate to be mean to the movie, no, right? that's but fine. it was so unimportant. Ultimately, that's that's one that is on the pile, and you're like, um, I'm gonna get to it. I'll just yeah. get to it. But uh, before we even get into any movies, which uh, we are going to be covering, Cocaine Bear probably uh, fairly quickly. But we've got Super Mario Brothers, uh, the new streaming movie Ghosted, uh, which has really a surprising number of people in it. Uh, yeah. popping up yeah, everywhere definitely uh and then also renfield which uh is its own weird avenue it's, of the it's world thing. yeah um but before we get to that uh i do want to mention that uh we've got giveaways going on uh on the website for both cocaine bear and also champions which we have not yeah, covered but is uh coming out on digital soon yeah uh, and both of those are are going to be for uh, like download codes. They're for Thanks. digital digital copies of it. Um, so be sure to uh, check that out at the website. Um, and I feel like this is such a strange week, and I don't know how this happens, but it seems to happen to me a lot. Yeah. Where uh, I'll I'll get a bunch of stuff all at once that I have to cover, and I'm like, how are these all? At the same time, when I have this weirdly similar feelings about them, right? Yeah. And 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 now you throw cocaine bear in there, and I'm gonna have to say that feels similar to something right, else. Right. And I'm bringing in TV uh to even further address this idea. And it'll it none of this won't all make sense until like the end when you're, we like right. cover all these movies <laughs> and everything. But the TV uh, thing I'm going to bring in is Picard, which I finally caught up with the latest season of that. Right. Um, because unfortunately, uh, the way life works is there is uh, new crap to cover, and that's what I watch. Right. Sure. <laughs> and uh, and I can't cover things. At, you know, like I had a 20 person team who could be like, yeah, now, right. You know, you're going to do the episode by episode coverage of season four of whatever the right. hell right yeah uh so a lot of this stuff will get uh really pushed back and picard was one of them which uh is it's the weirdest thing last have you watched the show at i all? haven't i haven't even like everyone everybody season? everybody love but problem okay i'm sorry to interject like this no, but okay. problem is it's it's the star wars problem for me if people love it they are unapologetically fanboy about it they'll love everything about it right people that aren't interested in it aren't seeing it and recommending it anyway so i have the super fans who are like you're gonna love it right. i'm like yeah but you love everything right like i'm not i'm not able to do it but they made a commercial i've actually said he told me how to like, see that well I, especially if, if 
the Star Wars Star Trek litmus test for me is when somebody's like, have you seen the Mandalorian? You caught up. I'm like, no, not yet. They're like, you, you're going to love it. I'm like, what are your two favorite Star Wars films? <laughs> you tell me your two favorite Star Trek franchises, and then right. I'll know whether or not you're trustworthy at all. And, and, but some people that I very much trust about, and you don't have to be critic. You don't have to be a critic of everything. You just have to be able to be critical. Like you just can't love everything. A couple of people have said, okay, now after the season three, it's season three, right? Of Picard. Yeah, yeah. They're like, now you got to watch this. You, this is something you've got to watch to get to the end. Well, that <laughs> is a really weird thing for someone to say. And that, and I thought, okay, especially, I trust that. So actually given what I'm going so to say that's my now. answer. I haven't seen any of it so yet. So now, see, it's a good thing you uh -oh. said that first. All right. This is the midsummer so, thing with me. Uh, Probably. Yeah. When are you going to see that? I, for anybody who doesn't know, I'm going to start like a GoFundMe a, for people to pay strap me down. to force you to watch that. You're, you're, uh, you've been a close friend for many, many, many years. We see tons of films together. I know your tastes. You hate Midsommar. I always say Midsommar. Midsummer. One of my other longest, closest friends loved this movie. And he and I have similar tastes about a lot of things. So I have, I have stayed in the middle and not seen it. Talking with you. I don't know. Yet. I'm Switzerland. I don't know who, because I don't know if I can look you in the eye and be like, dude, you were so wrong. And then new guest hosts, yeah, you know, like right. that kind of thing. Or if I have to call him and be like, what's the matter with you? Mm -hmm. well, I'm not seeing him this summer. Yeah. So anyway, hard. This, this should be interesting. Okay, I haven't seen so a thing. Right. So you haven't seen it at all. So that it's a different thing. But like I said, that is a really weird thing for someone to say, because the first huh. season of Picard right, yeah. for me personally, right, right. Not in really like an objective sense of, of being a critic, although it's still, it's really good. Yeah. But for me personally, I thought was one of like the best things that TV had done in a long time okay. because right. it took this character Right. You know, many years later. Yeah. And was like, what if we like can explore that character more or less on his own? Even though, you know, other people come and play and everything. Yeah, pop yeah. But it's like, what if we just what if we had something to say about this character and did something with him and you know, whatever. And it wasn't just like uh, you know, some goofy fanboy thing like right. i bet we could make some money with this or you know right. whatever or now we're making like you know star trek 87 <laughs> right you know whatever yeah, yeah. and it, and for the most part you know it, i don't know it wasn't awesome exactly but it was really good okay. it was really cool just watch this character right do some stuff uh, and plus, I mean, Patrick Stewart he, is, he's, he's, he's awesome anyway. I don't care which is, yeah. Uh, and, and there was interesting stuff and we had kind of an interesting story okay. uh, to work with, but really it was about you know, just the guy and right. like screwing around and going, Hey, let's, you know, whatever. Right. Anyway, it just, it was really, I thought, cool. Yeah. Season three is like the exact opposite of that. See, season three is like, too serious. Season three is, I think, one of the worst things that TV has done. Wow, in like the last, I love my life like that. twenty or thirty years. Interesting. Season three is like we just had to bring back every single right. character Swan in the whole yeah show. Yeah, some of which should not be seen anymore. Right. Some of them. Right. <clears throat> some of them were not bad, actually. Uh, excuse me. Some of them were like, you know, I don't know. Wharf was pretty cool. I yes, guess, whatever. But <clears throat> we just brought back the entire cast of the show. Next generation stuff. Yeah. Nonsensically. Right. right. And in order to move through this like bonkers Scooby-Doo. Right. Idiotic script of a story. Yeah. All of these characters had to spend the last 20 years becoming idiots, except right. Worf. Right. <laughs> he refused. He was actually, you know, he was fine, right? And uh, and Data had was turned off until now. Spoiler that's alert. That's convenient. Yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, that's convenient. Um, so it's, you know, whatever. But he's completely different, too, and there's a whole thing. But uh -huh. it the story is like the dumbest thing that sucks almost ever. 
And not only, not only is it a just totally stupid story. It's it is it is really like I love a four hour Scooby Doo episode. Yeah, that they then had to make seven hours long. <laughs> and you're selling this just oh, crap in forever, and then it's like. Oh my God! It's like the the anti Deus Ex Machina right. of the end of the thing because it's like all of a sudden the bad guys are like, "Ha ha, we're right. magical!" It's so bad. Is the second season any good? Because the first the season sounds season, curious. The second season is not as good as the first season. So it just but slides. It's not terrible. Uh, it's it's not bad. I didn't really, you know, I didn't finish the second season and hated or anything right and you went to the third it just so. wasn't as cool yeah. as the first you know but uh the second season was without, good enough without knowing a thing about it except that it was card like not on a not on a starship just farming or doing whatever or getting into some sort of strange things i thought as a concept they should have been doing this for a while yeah because everything you either die on a starship or who knows what happens when you get done with your tenure in Starfleet and you go somewhere, people have always seemingly always wanted to be like farmers. So go do that. But what if, and I don't know if this is even in the show, but what if, what if like, I don't know, I'm pulling things out of thin air. Like as the Borg is so easy, but what if Romulans figure out like, Oh, that jerk that screwed us over a few times. He's farming on planet seven. Right. Let's go to planet seven. Let's just go see what's up. You know, there's a whole, there's a whole Uh, bunch of stuff there that seems interesting, but I don't know. I can't tell if, if the third season fails because of studio notes or if it was just bad. It was going there anyway. The whole thing is just, uh, it's just such a horrible, like kind of, you know, I want to say fan service, except it's, kind of not quite fan service it's just like bringing everything Excuse back which is not like a surprise ever on the show i know yeah for horrible reasons right just just because, because you want to see them again see, and th- and they're like as long as this is what we put on the screen then it's okay because it's like right it's like a if you had like a five minute like parade introduction at comic-con right where like they all come out and we and we say like a little blurb about them and it's right. like here's what seven of nine's been doing right. since you last saw her or whatever yeah. okay and then we make a show out of it it's so bad and then you watch this whole season and at the very end of it right there's like 10 minutes <laughs> where God. it's just all of them sort of like you know i don't even you know like sit almost it's like the equivalent of they're like sitting in their trailers right you know hanging out with each other again going man we haven't seen each other for a while and then they're like playing poker around the table and everything and and i'm watching that and i'm going if that had been the whole show i'd liked it more if the whole show would have just been let's just get back together and hang out right and pretend and we don't even have a story right just all we're just older that's now awesome. and we get back together. See, I'm like, I'd have watched that. That's the stuff. <laughs> that's the stuff that I loathe about Star Wars. When I loathe things about Star Wars, you throw things in because somebody says, well, they'll love it because they've loved it right. before. And I'm like, that's not a good story. That's just you wanting. It's funny in the world of like pro wrestling, they call it a pop. You know, you just, you just say the city you're in to get the crowd to here for you and you're like hey we're doing great no right that's low-hanging fruit and it's the worst kind of storytelling so yeah it's, well it's i think really, you turned me really off, off card um so uh and, and he, the thing is so the whole reason i brought up picard and yeah started talking about that right is because so we've got like four movies and picard right oh yeah right and, right. and you put like all these movies together and this was uh, this is when you say this is the first of them. Right. Card one. Yeah, that'd be awesome. God. They all feel like uh, they have maybe a third of their runtime of story. And oh, I know. don't yeah. know what to do with the rest of it. Right. 
uh like so you know i'm not gonna do all the movies and everything but uh but both cocaine bear and renfield yeah right i i had really the exact same feeling right yeah like uh especially cocaine bear um but then kind of renfield in like a very similar way yeah somebody had like an like an idea for an hour long TV show, which means you got to account for the commercials. So right. you got like 44 minutes right. or something. <clears throat> yeah. And was like, I think this would be great. And somebody said, it would be great. You know, make it twice as long. <laughs> and right. with cocaine bear, uh, it, it was almost like they did it on the fly. Right. Like, like right. they were like they just took a scene and went make this scene twice yeah. as long. Well, Tom, what are we going to do now? Man, come on. Yeah. Anyway, right. but it it was just weird that I had that that same like we're just plotting things and we can't have enough actual ideas or story or in the case of Cocaine Bear like gags, yeah. you know, to to really push us along. So we have to pretend there's a story for a really long time like yeah. pretend there's a story for a minute but. dude yeah <laughs> cocaine bear i mean i don't know if we're done with anyway card. Yeah, uh sure we'll just uh pretend we're jumping right into cocaine but, bear now and do that real quick cocaine bear for for its intent i don't know if it's really designed that way but all it screams to me is it's a slasher movie like all this is is friday the 13th part whatever you got to figure out how to get enough bodies to camp murder pond you know camp crystal lake for jason to cut them all up with a little bit of pacing and then as it nears the end like he's just walking down people like all cocaine bear needs for an hour and a half you know and and the funny thing is cocaine bear the mario film and renfield are almost exactly the same running time they're like right. hour and 33 minutes or something like that all you've got it's to like do a time machine yeah right 25 years ago. all you've got to do is basically get the bear cocained up and then just let him slaughter people. But you've got to bring enough bodies for him to slaughter. Cause the film, when it just sort of suffers, isn't really the right verb to put on this, but when it sort of slows down and it suffers is because it's slowing down. Right. You just, you want the carnage because it's so visceral and so ridiculous. I don't care. I mean, I love the fact that Harry Russell, Ray Liotta, Margot Martindale, like all these people are, uh, uh, I know. Like, all these people who are like clearly like stars are right. in this film, and you're like, you're just meat for the slaughter. Like, we're just watching you like come apart. Um, in that regard, watching it like just a slasher film, and I'm like, huh, okay, like keep doing that, right? But there needed to be more more victims right you know but. uh okay so uh if we officially move on to cocaine bear um if you uh, everyone's got to know what this is about i i assume, hope right um <laughs> yeah but it's uh hilariously inspired by true events which is uh you know i we've got already oh, the running joke of horror movies yeah. that are you know based right. on based true on a true story yeah and this one uh, which you know, I don't know. It's like it, it is kind of horror slasher in a way. Yeah. But I mean, unless I just don't get things and I might not get some things, there's nothing in this that happens is even the remotest bit scary. Oh, it is. Even, even when people all. are right about to die, it's like watching a right. SNL skit where right. someone dies, right? It's yeah, like there's totally. nothing. <laughs> the only thing that's, I mean, and scary isn't the word you use and it's what i mean i know what you're saying when you mean it but if you just are squeamish about blood well yeah because there's a because they overgo on the like the limbs are falling around and right. you know if you're scared to see a leg fall off somebody or be bitten off all right the, but that's not what scary is the, yeah, yeah right right um but anyway it's uh there really was uh yeah. there really was cocaine on a plane and that cocaine ended up in the forest yeah. and a bear ate it Right. right and there the similarities at there that's it like, that <laughs> that's is all you absolutely need. It. yeah even to the extent that we make up a story about how the plane and the cocaine right. actually got there because right. in the real story like the plane crashed right and and there was cocaine and there was, on it, it happened and to be now some it's coke. in the forest right right and for this we make up 
there, there's a oh, yeah. poked out dude throwing it out of the plane on purpose, right. which he's then going to jump out of and then just let the plane right, I go guess. crash. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. I don't know, but he's fake his death plans to jump out of the plane and then he, you know, conks his head on the way out. So right. he, he, so he's unconscious and he just falls right and doesn't whatever anyway. But so then this bear gets it. And then we have, uh, like you said, we have to have these excuses for people to be around. So yeah. one easy excuse is we've got the people trying to get the cocaine back. Sure. And then we've got uh, Carrie Russell, her kid and her kid's friend yeah. ditch school and decide to spend their ditching school just wandering the Thinking, local national you know, park. Yeah. You know, right. As, as one kids does. do. As right? one does. As, as is, as is yeah. utterly typical of right. people ditching school. Right. They just go for a, a super hike in the woods. Right. And then you've also got Margot Martindale is like the He's a ranger. ranger. Jesse Tyler Ferguson is, oh, I'm yeah. not even sure what. Well, yeah, right? no, O'Shea Jackson. And like, uh, like at first I thought he was her kid. Right. But, but he's, I think he's not. I think he's, he's just, just like a, the local he's tree a, huggery, whatever. So you have to, you have to check him out a couple of times before you realize it's him though. Right. Cause he's I forgot all weirded up. Yeah. He is like a big hair thing that you can't see his face. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. Um, but he's actually really good at it. Yeah. I wish he would have lived yeah. a little longer. Right. But it, it is, it's got all these names and it's got all these big names. I mean, apart from Carrie Russell, who does get quite a bit of time, but it's got all these big names showing right. up to this movie because they filmed it in two days. Right. Like most right. of the people who are in this. And you can tell by Ray Liotta, you know, just, there. he's there to do it. Right. Craft service, pay me, right. you know. Oh, and, uh, and yeah, you've got uh, other people who are like the drug dealers who are trying to, yeah. trying to get... Uh, find the cocaine and then lo and behold there's bear and and uh you've got uh you, you've got even that guy i can never remember his name but he's a comedian who's been around for a while but he's most famous for making this youtube oh. video where he's making fun of ikea yeah. store customers or whatever yep I, I wish he was in it more yeah uh because he got the shaft i think he was yeah. like really barely in it and he didn't even get to do anything funny and he's funny. Yeah. You know? Like he didn't really get, he could have been anyone and that's a bummer. Oh yeah. Right? Scott Sice. All, all yeah. he, all he does is, you know, get the door right. on yeah. top of him and then he's <laughs> right. Whatever. Anyway. Uh, so that's, that's the, the movie. I really wanted to get the parts of this that are good. I thought were great. Right. But if this movie had been slightly different, and I'm not absolutely sure who to blame, but right. if this movie had been slightly different, this could have been like, you know, the next great alt comedy thing that people would be watching, you know, once every couple months yeah. and laughing their asses off. Except that there's only like half a movie here, yeah. right? There's, it's only got, this is, <laughs> I, I said this to you and uh, I realize unless you're, old which means nothing to you but uh, this is like making airplane yeah where there are only jokes like half the time right and then like the other half of the time they just kind of you know watch instructional videos right. about right. planes and they're walking down the carmax or, or something. something yeah right yeah there's yeah. like all this we've got a bunch of characters that we're gonna try to talk about for a long time right. and it's like we have to pretend there's a plot and everything. And, you know, I swear to God, what's the plot of airplane? I mean, no plot. I jinx at an airplane. Right. You know, that's it. It's just, uh, there's a what guy goes on at the airport. Problem. Yeah. What goes on at the airport? Yeah. Right. If you like one of those, one of those trailers, like where they make the shining, like a family rom-com, right. you know, and it's like, right. well, one man's struggle against his alcoholic tendencies. Yeah. You know? Um, so anyway, at the end of the day, the best I could give this movie was a four. Huh. And that's a little better than I thought you'd get. I really lunch. wanted to give it more. This yeah. movie should have been an eight. Yeah. And, it, and maybe even more right. possibly if you had, I feel like if you had a couple more writers and you had 
people who I, I feel like it needed more time, really. I think yeah. somebody got this got greenlit and it was like, okay, but you got like three weeks right. and then you're done. Yeah. So, 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 and, uh, and at the time there was not even a complete script <laughs> and it was like, just the idea. Just the yeah, news it was clipping. just like, no, this is the clipping uh, you know? because there was it when this is really like funny and works and it yeah. and is kind of clever. A lot of it is really good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then you've got a lot of it where, uh, there are huge, pauses where we have to like talk about Carrie Russell's character yeah. and her kids. And, you know, we have to, we have to make some time for uh Jesse Tyler Ferguson to have these <laughs> like green jokes where he's like, well, you must've done something to the bear and stuff. Right. And that's great. If you do it and you're done and that's it. Right. We, that, right. So, and then something else happens. Right. Yeah. But too much of it is like just, I don't know, stagnating in uh in like this weird effort to make you look at something for a while, right? Yeah. Like we have to be telling a story and we have to have complications and nuance and yeah. you know, the cop catches the drug dealers, but there's a bear and he's on top of the gazebo. <laughs> and so what does it even mean to have caught them? And right. And we have to go on and on and on about yeah. that. And it's like, man, you just got to like whip this stuff out right. and go. Right. And it doesn't. And it just gets boring after a while. And then you got other parts where you got like Margot Martindale is being like attacked by the bear. Yeah. And it's a hugely long scene. Oh, yeah. Where she's got her gun. Jesse Tyler Ferguson's on the other side. She's yelling duck. She's right. like. Just, man, just like, popping up. What are you shooting? Yeah. Like she's you? just shooting every noise and whatever. Yeah. And that goes on forever. And I swear to God, it was like they put the three of them in a field and just went, do whatever. What do you think? Like, yeah, yeah just we'll take a couple of takes. Here's your mark. Shoot stuff, yeah, right. whatever. Say some lines. Yeah. Be funny, something. Right. But it's so just slow and like trudging along. And you're like, I mean, I don't know. It it really was like the movie was trying to be something else that no one was interested in, right? right? Like the slow, not goofy, funny version of this movie, nobody wants, right? Right. <laughs> right. It's, I'm not sure who wants the better version of it, except me, but... But like, and then you, and then all of a sudden you get like, they're driving in the ambulance and then they all die and it's like screwball, yeah. like kind of awesome. Cause the bear is wired and is like running this ambulance down and right. everyone's like, oh my God, we're going to die by this bear. And you're like, yeah, you are like drive, like yeah. go there, you know? Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. Th so that's what I gave it. And uh, like. On the one hand, it's even worse than that. And on the other hand, it's better than that. But man, it's just, it's such a, a like disappointing that, Like I watched parts of this movie, watch parts of this movie going, man, I'm going to, I'm going to watch this like 10 times. Right. And, right. And then I was like, oh, well, no, I'll probably never watch it again. Right. 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 If I have to see this again, I won't watch it again. Um, I, can't, I guess I don't. I guess I only said I saw it. I don't think I gave any number for it because I didn't have both of us written down. No, I don't. Um, so. I liked it. I liked it a little better than you, but there's really, you've, you've hit every single thing. You could make a case for it. You can make a case against it. I think the, the easier avenue to say <clears throat> for people is if you like films like Sharknado, um, you know, if, if you're interested at all in, you know, by Sarah Octopus or whatever these like fun films are, you'll like cocaine bear just fine um if you're looking to get scared this isn't the film if you're just looking to be like really wildly entertained like an airplane kind of experience this isn't the film problem is for 90 minutes it weirdly and that's usually a good sweet spot for us it weirdly like falls into this ravine where it needed to be shorter or longer like yeah. if it was an hour and 45 and you had a little bit more time to do a little bit more better things and trim away the other stuff because i think some of the dumb stuff that's in this is to bridge it to 90 minutes right and and it's almost like the production you know it's almost like they were like it can't be 
70 minutes. Like, what are you doing? Right. And if it had longer, if it had a better story, if it had a more serviceable story to entertain, I think it could have filled in a lot of the weird gaps. But I, I laughed more than I thought I was going to. I didn't actually wind up like fast forwarding to anything, which I probably wouldn't have done in this film anyway. I don't remember even really picking up my phone once. And I still thought scenes like, like you just mentioned when uh, Margot Martindale's park ranger is like facing her death, you know, that's a prolonged sort of weirdly leading into another, like the door scene, like it's this big thing, but the stuff that was leading up to it, where they're in the woods, they're all like sort of scattered. No one knows what's happening. She's shooting at everything. Right. That whole scene gets sold for me on one small decision that I don't know is hers or not. She unholsters her gun and you get the sense that she's been waiting to do this for a long time. And she just sort of snickers and she's scanning the uh, sort of sight lines for anything that'll move. And then she starts firing and I'm like, mm, I love Margot Martindale. She's so good. She can sell this. Uh, the standoff stuff with O'Shea Jackson Jr. and the, you know, the cop and the, the fed, all that stuff at the bear stand. That's funny, but. I think you could argue it goes on too long. Yeah. So, I mean, I it, it was five. Five for me. It was, you know, fine. It's an average dumb film that yeah. on a video store rack you would have eventually tried if all your first and second choices were gone. Because you can't go home. When you go to a video store, when you did go to video stores, you didn't come back empty-handed. You right. brought something. Right. And whether it was your first, second, or eighth choice, you did it. Right. You know, this might have been somebody's third or fourth choice. And when you come in with it and they're like, was X or Y there? And you're like, no, but this was, and you hear all the groans and no one's going to watch it with you. And now you're ostracized, you know, from your family for the night. It's still a good time. But then you watch it. It's still a good time, you know, and everybody's having a good time. So, I mean, and, it's just, okay. There were, there were parts in this movie, uh, like we don't need to spend yeah. any more time on it, but there were parts in this movie that I, I thought were really horrible for me because they were so good. Yeah. Right. Right. You wish, uh, yeah. like, Especially the parts, most of the stuff Margot Martindale's in, except that, like I said, she is in a couple of scenes where I swear to God, it's just ad lib. And they just said, I don't know, the bear's going to come in, react, whatever. We got like a bear on a, like a trolley. It's going to come at you, do something, whatever. And it was like, ugh. But the other stuff she was in was great. great. And uh, the part where she kills that guy. Oh, yeah. Was yeah, yeah. just awesome. That's great. It's so much fun. There's a lot of little pieces yeah. like that where it's like, oh, my God. Like, why is this not just all I'm watching? Right? Like, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so that's that one. Uh, we got to probably move a little bit. So yeah. Super Mario Brothers. Okay. Uh, we'll jump into that. Uh, the movie that has taken the world by storm. <laughs> And I feel like, you know, don't send me your emails and stuff. I feel like almost accidentally, right? Yeah. It's like, it's just that it's like a thing you can take your kids to. Yeah. And there are people of a certain age who are also going to it, who are not quite kids. Right. But grew up on the later Super Mario Brothers things. Yeah. Right. And. And who knows what, right? But everyone is going to see this movie. Right. It's insane. Uh, and, you know, ultimately it's not for me and not really that good. But also, you know, that's, I feel like, uh, I feel like this movie isn't very good. But at the same time, saying it's not very good is sort of like, I don't know, you know, reviewing Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and like going, ah, look at this trash or yeah. whatever, right? It's like uh, the the story is a little weird. It it has a weird amount of no things for older people. Right. For a movie based on a franchise that you know kicked off when I was like 15. Right. Right. <laughs> like, why is there nothing in <laughs> Why is there not like a Shrek vibe going on right, where exactly. we've got some stuff for older people? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like, it's very 
serviceable, I guess. And for the intended audience, I think the younger intended audience, I think they're going to get everything yeah. they need to get out of it. And plus it's got some cool screwy parts like uh, right. Jack Black singing and yeah, you know, right. things like that. Um, and it is kind of fun. It's got like a decent amount of fun going on. It's just that it's weird. I think watching this movie where you, I'm used to the same kind of fun being like the Lego movie where right. you got the same kind of fun, <laughs> but also there's, you know, some meat to it somewhere. Yeah. Right. And this is like really just candy floss. Yeah weirdness i don't know um i give it a six uh mm. it it it's good for what it is it just it's just that's all it is and it's right and it's odd that that's all it is and i just don't know why ever, there are i think no super positives i can find about it for anybody to be going wild over it or you know recommending it to people who aren't 12 or, right or you know whatever i don't know so anyway that's uh that's my rating you bring up a good point with the super mario brothers sort of catalog not just the bob hoskins film which obviously everyone forgets um but there are so many iterations of this at this point that there should be something for everyone i think Pixar films and the films like Shrek, they do it right because you want to make the adults who have to bring their kids to the films have some fun to pay attention. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't be like Sausage Party where you can't bring your kids, you know. I gave it a four and a half. And mostly because though it is visually perfect, and by perfect I just mean it looks like it should. Yeah, and yeah. and we saw it in 3D. Right. And it, I think, benefited from that. I think it certainly... Whenever we're watching a film in 3D, for the most part, it's not quite like the old 3D where if we take off our glasses, everything is like dual spec. Right. You know, it's like red and green filters. You can still sort of actually watch it without your glasses. It's just not as effective. Oh, it looked fine without the glasses too. I don't think it's a must that you have to shell out for the 3D film. I just thought with the intellectual property, with the incredible history of like 30, 40 years of Mario stuff. There should be something for everyone. And when there isn't, it's not that I'm coming in and being like, well, this film just isn't for me. They made a mistake. The film should have found a way to be for me. Perfectly serviceable for kids, but it has nothing for anybody else there who isn't maybe steeped in Mario. Because I feel like, excuse me, I feel like there's four or 500 Easter eggs everywhere right, from right. every game, except the ones that I've played. You know, and I haven't, and I'm not just a Donkey Kong guy. I mean, I've played a mario games but i'm not foolish enough to say i've played like half of them there's too many of them there's like a hundred of them out there but of the 11 that i've played i didn't see really anything except for the star you know right. and the, the film has a very predictable which is really like one of the most awful things about the movie not to like cut you no, off do it. Um, because uh i we saw it with my 12 year old yeah who thought it was okay it's okay just to right. throw that out right uh she was mad that that's what the star got as a job right and i thought that was like one of the only good things about the i movie. did too i sort of thought it was one of the only good things about the movie the, the two things that stand out for me aside from just beautiful looking animation is jack black because jack black improves everything right and i kind of like the couple of the little things that i saw like the star and the rainbow road thing and the go-kart you know that kind of stuff i'm like okay maybe we're gonna have some fun i think one of the big mistakes is that the film just it feels very generic as far as a story it should have had more to do i think that the casting with all the superstar names it just feels very i mean and this is old man reviewing now this just felt very love boat or fantasy island to me like this week you have five people from your favorite stars right, right. you know and i'm just like you don't need chris pratt you don't need Anna. hey you don't need these people in here because they actually aren't doing anything charlie day in my opinion didn't do anything to help the movie jack black did a lot to help the film right. not just because the you know bowser needs some singing but all they are, are just names to bring people in in a weird way that Apparently, no one has ever investigated why the Lego films did great. I mean, there's names in that too, but the story was the main serviceable thing. So, 
I thought it was basically just below average. I have to concede they messed this up. It's not, I'm not thinking that this isn't a movie for me. This could have been for me. Yeah. And it just wasn't. I think too, that, uh, even though I, <clears throat> even though I didn't like it and I think it, you know, it, it's not that it has a bunch of negatives either. No, it just like, doesn't really have any positives, right. but I will say, uh, one thing is the story, you know, from like beginning to end is actually a lot better than it could have been. I think, especially when you consider you're making this, you're writing this script going, here are the 18,000 things I have to include in this script and all of the detours we have to take and the things we have to look at yeah. different characters and stuff like that. That's a good point. This could have been a horrible, could have been a lot worse. It could have been really just yeah. garbage. Right. Yeah. And even though I think it should have been different. Yeah. I think it should have been better. And I think it should have uh, had more going on. This it still is like a Herculean task to try and make anything out of right. all the stuff <laughs> that's obviously being thrown at. You, now you have to write a script of this. Yeah. And I think actually it's not too bad. Right. Yeah. So it's bad. Putting the story together. Yeah. Could have been so much worse. It yeah, it could have been just really, really garbage. Yeah, uh, but it just doesn't have anything really. You know, I think the weird thing is, you know, when you take something like Lego Movie or right. or you know, I don't know any of these things where it's like something that's already been around forever and now it's like let's pretend it's a movie and there's a story or right. whatever like the story of this movie is just you know like the story of the game at the beginning right like right <laughs> like forever ago that's yeah. just still the story and you're like okay i guess right. i've never sure. heard that before. let's see yeah but i don't know it's it's weird it should have been better but i do want to I, I did want to mention the fact that uh it it could have been so much worse. it could have been actually yeah, we got like a half an hour in, and I thought it was going to be way worse. Right. I was like, "This is like a I'm going to have to watch this train yeah, for, another <laughs> for another hour." hour right? Yeah, yeah. And and no, it it did at least you know ride the rails. No, that's a good point. Make it to like an average decent enough film. Yeah, is not filled with negative and i'm basically know. i'm basically at almost five it's just the intellectual property the attention to stuff it just should have been better you're right it, it's not filled with negatives it's just devoid of the positives yeah absolutely yeah. i totally agree uh all right now uh so ghosted yeah and uh we're gonna have to kind of run through these uh a little quick actually let's do that the other way because i feel like i can do at this point renfield quickly okay yeah <laughs> is what i'm gonna say so, uh, uh, Renfield, it's, uh, Nicholas Cage right. and he's Dracula and, uh, Nicholas Holt is Renfield yep. and, you know, hilarity ensues. I mean, right. it's like he's Dracula, <laughs> but also the thing that is not surprising, but maybe surprising to some people going to see the movie is yeah. that uh, he's actually Dracula from like the original Dracula story. Right. Not, it's not like some vampire and right. some familiar no, or whatever. This is Dracula. It's like, yes. it's like he's really Dracula. Yeah. And apparently, according to the mythology of that this movie is throwing at you, like it, it's just him. Right. There, oh, yeah. There, right. There aren't vampires. There aren't tons of vampires running him. around. It's just him. And uh, and Renfield is his familiar who has some powers that um, Dracula has magically given him yeah. in some way that is never referenced or exactly what those powers are, except that he has to like eat bugs to right. get what is the life to get supercharged or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and like it has to be bugs for some reason. Right. That we don't explore. But, right. You know, whatever. Anyway. And uh, and so uh, what happens is like we're in the modern world now. The, the, the movie starts off with him at like a support meeting for codependent people who, right. you know, are trapped with their horrible whoever. Others. Yeah. Right? 
and uh, and uh, Dracula is in a state at the beginning of the movie where he's you know healing and he's recuperating. And he, he's in a bad way, right. and Renfield has to you know get him blood, and so right. he can you know get back to his full power, right? Or whatever. <laughs> and then there's a whole part that involves. Pops and Aquafina and uh, gangs and you know whatever. Uh, this movie, I I feel like th- of all the things we've mentioned so far, this movie makes me the maddest. Uh, oh, only because it has a different kind of potential, right? Like yeah. Cocaine Bear makes me mad because I'm disappointed because I'm like, oh, that could have been better. But right. what if it was? Well, right. Then it would have been this, and I would have said. Hooray for that, whatever. Yeah. It's not a big deal, right? Uh, this movie is, as I've been saying this whole time, same sort of thing. This is like we have an hour for TV idea. Yeah. And somebody gave us money and said, now you have to make it twice as long. And the only thing we have to make it twice as long is make the scenes longer, add a couple of more scenes where people are just kind of sitting there. Yeah. And, and, babbling about a story that doesn't really exist yeah right and we're just like we've got cops a lot of the cops are dirty because there's this one big gang who kind of runs the city or whatever and a lot of the cops are obviously on the payroll so the young punk from the crime family does whatever he wants and gets away with it whatever And it's like, that story does not need to be explored any more than I just did it. That's, that's, that's all you, we don't need a bunch of backstory about this kid right. or them, or we don't need to like walk through their lair and see how they're all creepy and scary, which is dumb. <laughs> anyway, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. And all these parts, and we got to have like Aquafina's sister is also in the FBI, and their dad got killed, right? And like, on and, and it's like all that stuff needs to happen in the movie for as long as it takes me to say it, not on right. and on and on, right? Right. And so much of it is just like this weird filler. <laughs> and then what happened is, uh, I feel like this could have really been a great movie. This could have been a movie that I would have loved. Oh, geez. <laughs> this could have been like a really cool movie. Yeah. And then the fact that we had to expand everything just threw everything off the rails, right? Yeah. Now we have like hugely long fight scenes where we're pulling guys' arms off and all this like nonsensical crap that happens. But like the first half hour of the movie, I was like, well, uh, See. I mean, I didn't really have high hopes for this movie. Uh, yeah. Th- there's nothing to bring into this movie that I was like, oh, right. it's going to be this. It's this. It's going to be awesome, right? right? <clears throat> but Nicholas Holt was like selling me this movie yeah. at the beginning. He's good. And, you know, there was like a fair amount of like cool stuff happened. And even like the first couple of times where he gets in danger and yeah. and like does these, you know, kicks these people's ass or something. Right. There was like this really cool, like here are these badasses versus just this like club. Yeah. Who unfortunately can punch you across the right, room. Right. <laughs> Take your head off for the thought. Yeah. And it was actually real. I mean, it's, at best, it's still kind of like a stupid movie. It's like a, yeah. you know, in like a Hudson hockey realm of just being a goofy trip with vampires, right? Uh, whatever. But this movie could have been so much better. Yeah. But every time it like has to fill and pause and, and give people like these, you know, goofy soliloquies that they're gonna like talk about shit forever that's just so clearly like fill in time where we don't know what to do this movie what this movie knew what to do was like maybe 25 minutes of good stuff that we had jotted down on napkins for the last five years or whatever you know and then now it was just like i don't know throw a bunch of whatever anyway uh, the final result, unfortunately, is I could only give this movie a three. 
But there is like a eight or nine movie somewhere in this movie where, you know, the weird thing about making this movie is that you're making it after what we do in the shadows has been popular and right. it's the same right. idea kind basically of. It's like the one guy is a renfield of that show yeah it's mostly centered about on him and his connection to the other vampires and it's stupid and funny yeah right? and now you make this movie and try to not just be that right <laughs> and, and right. that's a little and, difficult yeah right? but uh there's a version of this movie that could have been that is a closer idea, not quite the same kind of comedy or whatever, but just all of the stuff, you know, everything in this movie where it's just Nicholas Holt, I thought was awesome. Like everything that happens where it's like just him, him. not <laughs> even really the support group or the, you know, whatever, but just when he's in the midst of the action himself, where yeah. he's just kind of going, Here's a weird problem I have. Right. Right. You know, that was like fun stuff. Anyway, uh, I give you a three. Speaking of the Lego movie, you know, Chris McKay did this and even the Lego Batman film. Um, it was conceived as an idea um, a while ago by Robert Kirkman, who, if people don't know that guy's name, he's Walking Dead guy. He's the guy that wrote and, and did the original comic that the hit film is based on. You put, those two people on a tear sheet and you tell me that Nicolas Cage is going to be Dracula. Nicholas Holt is going to be Renfield. I'm in. That's it. I'm all over it. That's, that's the expectation that I had for the film. Um, problem is, you know, as it is with almost everything, except for what the hell was the name of the film that Aquafina was in with her family? It was the farewell. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, no, no. The goodbye. No, the farewell. It's yeah. the goodbye or the farewell. I can't, I think it's the farewell, right? He's stunning in that film because she's not being Aquafina. She's being Nora uh, Lum. Her, her real you know, pseudonym is Aquafina. Um, this film, this film is filled with distractions. It's filled with all kinds of mistakes. It's filled with all kinds of problems. But at its core, it's got a really fun idea, which is contemporary too. It's you know how what's the what's the relationship we have with our employers where we give our lives to them or where we get basically healthcare or a pension or a living wage. And I'm making a pun there, you know, cause we really get like a non-living wage. And now we're talking about the dead and undead. There's all kinds of room for fun metaphors. Look at what I just did with that easy one. You know, that's simple. The film is burdened by bad ideas and misplaced motivations and just stupid, stupid stuff. It's not supposed to be Shakespeare, but it's not trying to be, I think Hudson Hawk is leaps and bounds ahead of this thing in maturity and like rationality and just like good filmmaking. Um, you know, you, you basically wait, what I wanted the film to more or less be was like, not a Gothic version per se, but like the style of it. But, you know, a bloody version of, like, office space. Right. Or, or even the easy one is The Devil Wears Prada, right? Or, or Christ, go back far. Go back to whenever you have employees who have really crappy bosses. I don't even care. Make it a bloody nine to five. Okay. You know, that's what I want. I don't want this mishmash of stupid idiocy running around that things up and drops them down. Like, we get, we get three or four seconds where we talk about Renfield's family with a photo of his wife and kid. And I'm thinking, we're going to explore this. You're going to go find where they are. You're going to look at a phone book. You're going to try to do anything. No, there's no phone books in, in uh, new Orleans, which is also another thing. Why even make it in new Orleans? There's no culture. There's no sense. There's no reason to put it there. It could have been in, or it could have been in anywhere. It could have been in Augusta, Maine for all that mattered. Um, Aquafina single-handedly ruins every scene she's in with all of her bad decisions. And one that stood out and screamed is when she is walking away from her sister, who I don't even know what her sister's name is. She just kept saying, my sister. Um, they're walking away. Uh, her sister is walking towards the camera. Aquafina is walking away. And she just makes like this weird stop and turns and and starts again walking. And I'm like, that's the stupidest decision to make in a scene that doesn't require anything. You don't know what you're doing. 
on and on and on. Best parts of the film are sort of not even really explored. It's Nicolas Cage looks great. He's there to perform. It should have been more with him and Nicholas Holt because Nicholas Holt is great. And fun stuff that really happens is when they're interacting with each other. Everything about this family that's called the Lobo family, and Lobo means wolf. I mean, I kept thinking maybe the matriarch there, maybe she's actually going to fight Dracula. Maybe it turns out she's a werewolf. Like th right. there's all these things that they keep dropping hints about. There's stupid, vapid, unnecessary things. Struggled to give it a three. I want to give it a two. Two doesn't feel right. Unless I'm at three, but holy crap. What, what a really dumb film that didn't have to be that bad. Yeah. And not only that, but it's interesting to have the, you know, the, this mash of movies all together oh, because, uh, this movie had something. Yeah. There were parts of it that I liked and there's a theory of it that I liked. It just doesn't work. Right. Yeah. Which is exactly the same as cocaine bear. Right. Except. Uh, like I might tell somebody to watch cocaine, bear. right? I would never tell anyone right. to watch this because it's not worth it. Right. It doesn't get even enough. Yeah. Which is a bummer because Nicholas Cage is in it and I want right. to tell people to see anything he's right. in. Right? right. But it, the things that are good in this movie still just never uh, manage to be worth what you have to go yeah. through to get there. Right. Yeah. In cocaine bear, yeah, I mean, it's bad and it should have been better and it makes a lot of mistakes and everything, but none of it is like, oh my right. God, I have to painfully right. watch this well, just to get to a few good parts or something. Yeah. But even the stupidity, like the world building here is on par with, and forgive me if you wrote this, like Police Academy 12. Like the fact that right. Aquafina is a straight is a cop, fine. She's she's a capable cop. Cool. She's got a dad who was a cop. I get it. That's the story. She's got a sister who's also in law enforcement. But in the police station, the FBI office is just down the hall. Right. And I'm like, you're not doing this in an I mean, we keep using this mo you know, this uh example today, but you're not doing that in an airplane kind of joking way. You literally think the FBI is around the corner. Like, that's how stupid this film is and you know anyway i just it was it was weirdly disappointing um i still remain sort of vexed by aquafina and her her personality as a human being is probably stellar he can do great work i just wish like i wish Mil melissa mccarthy would stop doing these big dumb fat joke movies i want aquafina to do what's really in her skill set more movies like the farewell thing was one of my favorite films of the year and this just reminds me how awful of a performer she can be you know there there are some parts in the movie where i thought she was actually pretty good there, there's a couple moments where she's okay yeah where i thought she was pretty good and then you go to like the next scene and it's like she's just got to inject this yeah. persona into yeah. everything to a degree that you know doesn't work right. except in like the most specific circumstances and you can't just translate it to everything you do but in other scenes where she doesn't really do that she's great then she's doing good stuff then yeah she's, yeah it's very frustrating yeah all right so we're not uh gonna have time to get to ghosted except we could just throw out ratings uh um, yeah let's do that and uh we're gonna be out of time and we'll have to cover it next week uh ghosted is a very weird movie actually um even it and it also is filled with like kind of pluses and minuses yeah i ended up very i think surprisingly to me giving it a six because wow. it's dorky more than I thought. as hell yeah that's more than i thought but, I, give it, but. I don't know i kind of had a good time with it yeah uh, so anyway but we're not going to go into it but i give it a six this is fun actually leading leading out like this and then we yeah. get like a week to go in uh you liked it almost twice as much as i did i barely gave it a three and a half wow it's just it you know the easy easy bridge to what i'm going to say next week when we talk about it is man it, there's so many fun things we talked about it being sort of like the cannonball run with all kinds of cameos and it certainly is and for me that's the part that's the most fun I don't understand where all the chemistry between, you know, Anna and Chris went. They they have it in spades in Knives Out. Like you can, 
well. Right, like right. so many of the people that are in this film have worked together right. and you would never believe it, except I thought maybe they were being paid to like they hated everybody. Maybe, maybe, that, uh, there, maybe there's, there's so much, there's so much here that I found I did not like about a film that I was positive. I was going to enjoy based on everybody's Venn diagram of working together previously. Right. You know, I was, I was blown away about how underwhelmed I was. All right. Well, so we'll, so that's next week. We'll jump into that next yeah. week. Uh, don't forget, go to, uh, the site and, uh, check out the giveaways that yeah. uh, we're going to have up there. Cocaine bear. They won't be for long. Yeah. yeah. Cocaine bear and, uh, champions, uh, right. which we'll, we'll get to, to that too. soon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks. Great. Thank you tuning in and we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey listeners on behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by AreYouScreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to AreYouScreening.Podbean.com or AreYouScreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night. <laughs>